Welcome back to Tip of the Spear with Commissioners Dave Stormeyer, Josh Slotnick, and I'm Juanita Vero. Well, what we know in looking at the Empire Builder, and for folks who don't know, we do have one passenger route in Montana, passenger train route. That's the Empire Builder along the High Line that connects Chicago to Seattle. And that route, in, just in the state of Montana alone, brings in about $100 million per year in economic benefits. We can only imagine that we would see at least as much, if not exponentially more, economic benefit to the most populous portion of the state of Montana. So where would this run, route run through? Yeah, so it would, uh, like I say, it would be exiting and entering uh, on each side of the state of Montana, so to the east, and it would go all the way to Chicago. You could catch this train and go to, to Bismarck, Fargo, Twin City, Chicago. But it would come into the uh, eastern side of the state from North Dakota, uh, Glendi Glendive. Okay. Head on over through uh, places such as Miles City, Forsyth, Billings, Bozeman, most likely Helena, since that's uh, where the operational route of the current freight line goes. Uh, on to Missoula, and then, then up through Sanders County, exiting over by uh, Thompson Falls, up to Sandpoint, Spokane, and then points west. Fantastic economic development. Obviously. It, it is. People want to come here from the Pacific Northwest. They can get on a train in Seattle in the morning and end up in the evening here in Missoula, or vice versa. Or you can get on a train in Sandpoint and go to Yellowstone and spend the afternoon in Missoula. The opportunities will come quite wide. Do you think this would in any way compete with the Empire Builder? How do you, how do you answer Back that? in 2009, there was a feasibility study conducted of the North Coast Hiawatha, and that is the, the name of the old route here. And what that determined was that, uh, no, the, the Empire Builder would still remain a viable route. It's not trading one for the other. There was an estimate, and this is 12 years ago, there was an estimate of over, over 300,000 people per year riding this route right here through Missoula, Montana. And, and I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a slog to get up to Whitefish yeah, uh, to yeah. catch a train. So I oh, doubt that there are that many folks yeah, traveling up there. a terrible time of night or, more, or early morning too. So then how, how do we um, share the rails with freight or how? How's that conversation go? Yeah, that's a question that comes up a lot. And right out of the chute, I would say, there is no intention to simply cram additional trains onto the existing system without the infrastructure upgrades necessary to accommodate both freight and passenger rail to run unimpeded. So what would we need out here? There are portions of this line that are only single tracked, which means that you got a train coming one direction and one the other, you got to figure out where to put them. So additional double track would need to be added to some portions of line or sidings. And that's part of the capital investment that would be required to, to make sure that there aren't those conflicts. So, Dave, I heard that the federal government was now contemplating a pretty huge and the billion dollar level investment in rail. Is any of that slated for more rural areas? That's, that's one of our goals because for too long, uh, certainly those of us with the rail authority and many other rail advocates across the West have uh, come to the, the viewpoint of that for too long the center of gravity for passenger rail investments been up in the heavily populated Northeast commuter, Corridor. Commuter rail. And about 25% of the nation's population 
lives in rural areas, rural states. So we are arguing for 25% carve out of any passenger rail funds going towards rural long distance, particularly here in the American West. You look at the Northwestern quadrant of the United States, it's like a big gaping hole of under service from the standpoint of passenger rail. So not only is passenger rail important for economic development, environmental sustainability, but it, transportation equity. There are folks who could use this as a transportation mode that s simply do not have that option today. Yeah, I look at that, my, my parents are aging, uh, they're late 70s and early 80s, and, and their ability to go to doctor's appointments in Spokane, visit relatives uh, across the state, and uh, they love to drive, but they're, they're getting to the point now where um, if they had the opportunity to take a train, it'd be safer for everyone and more yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> Well, if folks want to learn more about what's going on in the world of passenger rail here in Montana, go to bigskyrail.org and you can learn more about our effort there. It's an exciting time. I think this would be a transformational uh, investment for the state of Montana, the region, and the nation. So I, I don't know what else uh, to say other than all aboard. All aboard. Thanks a lot.